hello, you have reached the Black of the Berry podcast. And this episode is me, myself, and hair, a black girl's journey. And today we have a really dope guest, hair by Misa. Hey, Misa. Hi, everyone. She is joining us today, um, all the way from Trinidad, like, yes, yes. Um, and I'm here in the lovely New Orleans, and we are safe at home, (laughs) Um, but this episode, um, I had Misa come on because she is not only a business owner, but a, um, like, not only like a hairdresser, but like a hair specialist and like a... You work with like skin too, right? And like specialize in um, healthy hair and healthy scalp and all of those things, right? Yes, hair and scalp uh, disorders. My my focus is more on hair prevention, um, and hair loss prevention. So that is uh, mainly what I do as far as like you know keeping them from reaching that the point of hair loss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I really wanted you to come on because I just know how important hair is to black people and so many people of color, but I can only speak from the experience of being a black woman and how important it is to have hair and have hair retention and, you know, kind of our obsession sometimes with length, um, (laughs) but also just like so many journeys that I see so many young women and black women and even older black women going through on a daily basis. And, you know, I felt like this would be a really amazing kind of topic to talk about because I feel like so often there's all of these conversations about who can wear the same hairstyles as black women, who can, and all these sorts of things, but often, um, more than often now, also conversations about healthy hair has been lifted. And I think it's a shift from when I was young, when it was so much about whose hair was the straightest and who had the best doobie wrap and who, you know, like went to the Dominicans to get their washing set. And, you know, I, I just, I feel like the conversation has shifted in ways, but also like just looking and learning more about just like ancestral hairstyles and how important that was to like community and communicating like your status and who you are and all those sorts of things. But I've really been happy to watch you like go on this hair journey. And I want you to tell them a little bit about like how you started in hair, like what's the the root of it where did it all start okay okay so kind of just to kind of piggyback off of what she said because that was like a lot of things that kind of like hit me Mm -hmm. and brought me down like memory lane so i started i started cosmetology back in 2009 professionally but my mother had a salon uh the salon is called hot tips and that literally was open like the first year I was born so they began that journey with her doing nails her and my father used to do nails and she would do the full sets and then he would do like the airbrushing so it was like I kind of became like a product of my environment so I like when I got more towards like high school I would say I began braiding 
um, for some extra money. And then it was just something that kind of turned into like a hobby. I would do my friend's hair. And um, my one of my good friends at the time, she uh, her mother was like, you should go to cosmetology school. And I was like, ah, you know, I just want to do it for fun. And I was like, besides, my family wouldn't really support it. Not necessarily my parents, but I knew that like my like my grandmother wouldn't support it. I uh, wasn't really too sure about how my dad would think about it, even though like he was in that whole industry as well. Um, maybe not so much by choice, but he was like really supportive of my mother's journey. Mm-hmm. And um, so pretty much I, I just was really hesitant because I didn't think that they were going to respect it, especially coming from a Jamaican background where it wasn't really looked at as a a lucrative field I think and that's why I hate the word trendy because like the beauty industry has has um it's you know a lot of people are paying a lot more attention to it because they see how it can be like you know this is actually a real profession versus like when people were like oh what do you do for a living and they're like oh you do hair what else do you do you know like they Mm -hmm. respect it a lot more so um it came a long way, even from that that moment. And I also realized from, like, before I began cosmetology school, which was, that was 2009, I told myself that I just didn't want to be looked at as just a black hairstylist. Yes. Um, and when, when I say that, I, wanna make, I wanted to make sure that I welcomed all people, you know, mm-hmm. just in general. And um, it's insulting. I mean, even if you go into a salon that might be, you know, for an example, I used to work at Supercuts. Um, it's predominantly white, you know, white, you're, you're cutting hair like all, um, majority of the day. That's what you're doing, the services that you're usually doing all day. Yeah. Um, so they... They had some, like, Asian, some Indian clientele, but it was usually more so focused on the haircuts. That's all the services that they cared about. And um, it wasn't a very welcoming environment for sometimes the clients that I would have or sometimes I would bring in family that might want to come in for a blowout or something like that. Yeah. But they tried to, they made it seem as though as, like, we just don't want you to do services that take more than 20 to 30 minutes you know what I mean but okay. it just wasn't in a welcoming environment yeah so. that's not really a thing in black hairstyle black hairstyling and 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 care like 30 minutes is like that's very rare I would feel right like to right. be honest course there are people that get color services with straighter textures or whatever mm-hmm. and it could take it could take up to seven hours you know yeah different, but I just wanted to make sure that I could cater to all people and I yes. have to like turn anyone down just because their texture might be this way or another mm-hmm. person's texture that way like that it can be truly sure inclusive because not all black people have the same texture of hair facts and you know yeah it's every it's, it's different in some you know, some white woman also may have like curlier hair, mm-hmm. but it's seen as a burden. And I never wanted any of my clients to, to feel, feel like, like their that. texture was a burden. So that that was the thing that really stuck with me. I'm like, you know, I just want to make sure that everyone feels comfortable because I'm more focused on your texture and making you feel good. And it's just so much more to that than just you just looking good. It's, it's about what is 
what's happening internally and because without you can't have healthy hair without a healthy body you know some people get away with it because of their their genetics but sometimes that stuff catches up with you with the choices that you you know that you make on a day-to-day basis mm-hmm. I totally agree I mean I think it's so important like I, definitely when I hear the name supercuts like I don't I've never thought of it as an inclusive space and I think it's so important for you to like highlight that and speaking Mm -hmm. about um how important it is for spaces especially when you talk about the beauty industry but also it goes deeper than that right it's really like boosted self-confidence there's a lot of aspects that Mm -hmm. go into what hair is right and it's like if you go into a space and you feel like you are not welcome there because like yes for example someone saying like making your hair seem difficult is really um is very stressful i had an experience like that once when i was living in san jose Mm -hmm. um california and I went into a Sally's Beauty and I was just looking for um, like leave-in conditioners, really good leave-in conditioners. And I was like, I had gone to Target and just in particular in that city, it wasn't a lot of um, places I could go for hair product. Mm -hmm. So I had went to Target and there was nothing. And then I went to Sally's and when I got in there, the woman, I was just asking her like, particularly like, I'm looking for this type of bleeding conditioner or something like maybe not as water-based or blah, blah, blah. And then she was like, well, like for more difficult hair, we have blank, blank and blank. And like, even the wording, you know, and I think, and like, I know that your services are very inclusive and the texture is very important and that is not just exclusive to black people but i also feel like often like the the messaging for so long was like that our hair is like something to be dealt with instead of it's something to be nurtured and and met where it's at you know what i mean and i that's what i really like about even Like, it's not, like, that you just do hair. Like, I love that you really educate people, too. Like, um, that component is so important because it allows people to just think differently, you know, about their body, about their hair, about all of those things. Um, And what really took you down that path to, like, really hone in on the education component of it? You know, it's because I wanted I wanted to be that hairstylist that was needed. I didn't want it to be like, oh, I need to go. I'm going to this concert this weekend, so I need to look good. So let me call Hair by Misa. You know, like, Mm -hmm. no, I need you to actually need me. You know, as as far as like maybe because some women haven't been touched. You know, and that's that could be their their time to just kind of like wind down. And, you know, maybe they might need an ear to listen to, um, you know, or maybe they just might need some guidance with their life as far as like, you know, getting on the right path. And that's why I try to always correlate hair and health together Mm -hmm. so that they can kind of really open their minds to the decisions that they're making, what they're putting in their bodies. And um, I just really want people to be more concerned of the decisions that they make, too, because I feel like as 
as cosmetologists too. In the past, we we've had we failed we failed our clients because we would do things for quick money, get mm-hmm. you in and out, try to get try to get as many clients as we can. Um, I feel like during this time too, it's gonna allow customers to really take that one on one well hairstylists and customers to appreciate that one-on-one time with their hairstylist moving forward with everything going on mm-hmm. and that how people shouldn't be just treated like a dollar sign you know what I mean like they're coming to you for a service not for you to be like to just rush them out and just be like okay let me take your money and then go exactly you know? the consultation you know, I, and yes. sustainability is so important right that and I tried to emphasize on that for years but there are some people like i know some people that are like listen i don't care how the job is done just get it done yeah and they'll pay like you know they'll pay nothing for it mm-hmm. but at the end of the day of course quality quality costs a little bit more but at the same time at least you know that you're in good hands like i want to mm-hmm. make sure that i can go to sleep at night knowing that i did my best by you it's not just about you looking good it's about how was i able to achieve that hairstyle you know with i don't want you i don't want to you know, jeopardize my, my work ethics. And then you next week, your hair is falling out because I decided to use a stronger product to get you out so that I could get the next person in. Mm. That's not right. You know? Yeah. So. No, I definitely hear you. That's so important. And like, I just want to kind of highlight something you said around like, um, intimacy. Right. And like that being something that is also involved in, the process of like hair right like whether it be like i grew up getting my hair done by my aunt and my mom my mom went to cosmetology school and my aunt is self-taught she has braided hair for years like um it's braids by wanda and she's been braiding since she was like literally like seven years old and Um, I just remember that was a lot of me and her intimate moments too. Like, you know, me going over her house, me getting my hair done, me being able to be with my cousins and like all of the things you learn in that time as a young woman and conversations you have. Um, and just also like sometimes how those experiences, like when perms were like such the it thing or relaxers were such the it thing and like, sometimes how those experiences were a little bit traumatic right like the pop grease and the hot comb and like you're having this experience with your mom but it's like tough because you're like wait i'm burning i'm getting burnt (laughs) like you know what i mean it's not which we shouldn't that's another thing that we should not be doing you know we should be monitoring it but most times we're just doing xyz well not now i feel like relaxers have definitely come a long way mm-hmm. but they used to just be like okay sit down and let me know when it burns when you know it's over processing when it burns and by that time you, you got to, scabs yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a very unpleasant experience for me so i totally understand yeah yeah i my natural hair journey um really has been so important to me in the fact that like i'm like oh my god i do not miss like getting this stuff lathered in my hair sitting there all of the process and then still having to get your hair straightened afterwards and then like you know that that process but like what i really like now like i've 
and where my hair natural is so interesting to like hear my mom be like oh my god i really love your hair like that i really and i'm like mom why didn't you do my hair like this and then i'm like oh you know also it wasn't an emphasis on natural black hair like that you know like and even like sometimes even the cosmetology schools are very kind of Eurocentric focus, you know, or just like texture wise. Um, And so like having seen people kind of break out of that has been really important and like being able to like talk to my mom about like, hey, like here's all the things I'm learning about my hair. And then her sometimes hitting me up like, yo, do you think I... I don't think I should like, I think I should just like let it grow out. I don't want to put a perm in it anymore. And I'm like, what you mom for real? Like, you know, and like those bonding moments that come from that too. Um, but yeah, I just, I just, I think about all those intimate moments and how important it is for a client. And, and it's really, um, you're building a relationship with your clients, which is really important. Absolutely. Like, I love to see that that you were doing that for sure. Thank you. Um, I was gonna ask a question about why do you think hair is so important to Black people? Well, how I I view it as it's an expression. Um, it's an expression of who you are, where we've come from. You know, I recently saw of the video where you know as black women you know black people were hiding like food in their food for me uh for a means of survival you know during mm-hmm. the times of slavery and that was like pretty touching now i could kind of see why like some people will be like oh you know this is they kind of get touchy when you know other races may you know kind of uh you know follow with those 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 hair steps mm-hmm. and because i would be like you know i don't i, I mean as a hairstylist I, maybe it's it's just my mentality but I do feel like it's an expression of, of who you are as a person. And mm-hmm. because I, I love to change up my hair, I've always loved to change it up. Like, and that's why it's, it's weird that I'm thinking of, like, I've been having thoughts of locking my hair, but I'm like, I don't really know if I'm ready yet, but yeah. I'm also on this, this stage of being like free. You know, I just, I just want to be free. Yeah. You know, I don't really want to like focus so much on myself. Like I just want to focus on my clients. I want to focus on other people. I want to focus on building so you know but it is a big part of who i am i think it's just it could be too because we've always had to we've always had to we got to step out you know we've always had to be 10 steps ahead of our especially our white counterparts you know Mm -hmm. you have to dress the part you know we can't really we can't half-ass it you know so yeah um, and i just i just feel like it just it, it makes a statement you know no, for sure. I think, and when you talk about the 10 steps ahead, I think also that heavily was why it was so much emphasis on straightening your hair and things of that sort too, right? It was like, mm-hmm. um, you know, a, a, a type of assimilation, of course. And so I think it's always hard to have these conversations when people don't like understand that the parts about you talking about like just like, the ancestral connection to hair and like the historic like significance of hair and like people putting rice like people who were you know brought on slave ships putting rice and seeds and things in their hair so that they could literally 
grow food when they got here, you know, like, and it being like not only just expression, but also a means of survival. And then when someone who doesn't know that story wants to take part in it without, you know, having lived through it, I think that becomes really hard for people. I think also, and just even hearing you talk about, you know, growing up um, in a Jamaican household and like, I feel like so many times when I say black people, I always am really meaning that in the most inclusive like way, right? Of like my Caribbean um, fam, my African fam, my global, like global black people, you know? Um, And like, I think that's sometimes a lot of things that bring us together too, right? Like even though we're all, a lot of us have grown up in different cultures, we all, a lot of us still rock the same hairstyles, you know what I mean? And like, you're like, wait, like, okay, in Brazil, people rocking braids and Blake, Blake, people rocking braids. Okay. This is something that connects us even when we feel like we're, we can be so different from each other. Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, I think too, that I think it just becomes an issue too, where it's like in the workplace, you're seen as like, okay, well, it's not an issue until like, you know, maybe a white woman might wear this hairstyle. And then all of a sudden when I was trying to rock my natural hair, it was, it was a problem, mm-hmm. but because she's doing it, it's not. And I think that's where the whole fuss comes from because naturally if that's how your hair is, you know, it's like, well, I'm, I'm not welcome because of my natural state, you know, mm-hmm. my hair state. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's offensive, you know? So yeah. And learning more even about, like, now that I'm living in um, Louisiana and learning about, like, that there were actual laws in place that said that um, anybody of African descent, whether they be Creole, whether they be, you know, um, any other mixed race or just any Afro um, ancestry, that they were, the women in particular, had to cover their hair. It was like before we did because it was something that showed like marital status, but then it was like a situation where like in Louisiana in particular, they were like black women cannot show their hair because it entices these type of people, particularly, you know, white men with wives and children. And it's like, it's, it's like to find that out and to like understand that in that way is like, damn, like you then see why we're still having these conversations because a lot, I mean, like, honestly, I'm just finding that out, you know? So it's like so many people are finding out all this information that they didn't know before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I always say too, I'm like, you know, there's a reason why I was born when I was born because I probably would have been killed. Uh, there's just a lot of things that I just want to stand for because it's just, I should be able to show up anywhere as I am, you know, mm-hmm. should take me for who I am, you know, as long as I'm not disrespecting anyone or, you know, that type of thing, I should be able to, to show up as Nisa. Facts. And I, and I think in the conversations that we've had, I know that we, we have the same birthday and I think we have a lot of yeah. same similarities in the fact that we 
are not people that always go with the trend. Like that's not, <laughs> we're like, not at all like heavily like very much about like here's the things that I value and like here's how I stay aligned with it and like right just because a trend is happening that ain't that ain't my point like you know you're like yeah there may be a trend right now box braids but like are you taking care of your hair under that under those box braids like yeah there may be a trend of like lace front wigs but like is your hair healthy under that and let me teach yeah, you the ways it, to do that. What is yes? What is it looking like underneath there? Mm-hmm. This I think this time in general is also really highlighting that, right? Because I keep on seeing all these jokes on like social media, and guys are like, "Yeah, all the women who get their hair done like such and such, um, you 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 can't get it done now. How you looking? How you looking? Right?" And they also yeah, seeing yeah, women yeah. say the same thing. And then being like, well, maybe this will put some emphasis on y'all learning how to take care of y'all own hair. Guys are something else, right? They are. I mean, like something else. That that's why I always I always tell my clients too. I'm like, I want you to. My goal for you is to feel comfortable, just as comfortable as you feel with extensions and with when you take them out you know some people don't really care about that usually i'm not the hairstylist for them but i really want you to to love yourself you know love your hair as it is you know whether whether it is your natural and you want to wear it straight but at least when you take out your extensions your wig or whatever the case may be mm-hmm. you're comfortable with that and it's not so much of a of a cover-up it's more of an enhancement yes yes you know you know i and gotta I mean, give some snacks this is like i'm not including like people that might need a wigs for medical reasons or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. And even like to see more people online, even embracing that, like, um, I can't think of her name currently, but when she was a child, she was in like a fire. She's like a, she's like a, um, media influencer, but I know she, when she was a child, she was in a fire. And so she lost all her hair and she had like a video where she was um she like took off it was like a guy she was dating but she had never like taken off her wig in front of him and yeah so she was like she like recorded that like and showed like her taking off her wig and like before then too she always used to wear wigs even when she did her makeup videos and stuff like that and then she was like also like no, I want to like do it more with just my, you know, my look and I don't have hair, but like, this is me. Like, and I love to see that type of stuff. And I love that you are encouraging that because, you know, it's like uh, kids in general too, they're so much led by example. Like, and I think if they can see older people embrace those things in that way, then they will also take on that yeah. too you know yeah you know that 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 journey just reminded me of um of my little layla mm-hmm. was, that's your niece right no that's not my that's not my niece that's okay one of, um, my well my clients ashley okay um her daughter layla she brings her daughter and she was having some issues at school 
And um, once she would get her hair straightened, I guess she was just so happy because, like, you know, kids, kids are mean. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and they're, when, they're, when they see something that's kind of different from what they're used to, you know, they, they point it out. So I had to kind of, like, remind her, like, you know, your hair, your actual curly hair is beautiful, too. You mm-hmm. know, just we're cutting your hair and we're, we're giving you a silk press for right now. But it's just, you know, for now so that she's just not so used to it and thinks that that's the only beautiful mm-hmm. version of herself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that just reminded me of, um, of that, that situation. Yeah. But she, she knows. She knows. I should probably post her today. She has so much confidence. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I, but sometimes I, you need to be reminded. We do. And I think, like, I love this whole thing that's going around um, where, like, I see young and older women, like, talk about, like, hey, don't always straighten your child's hair for special occasions. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, I mean, I grew up, for sure, getting my hair straightened for special occasions. <laughs> yeah. East holidays and parties or whatever is like you oh you get your hair straight it's like a <laughs> such a special thing and like I don't want to take away from like the joy of those moments but I also think it's really important like you were saying to like reiterate like how beautiful you can still be with your with your natural hair um right. yeah like I I just I love to see the evolution of like and these kind of and loving like history and seeing like it always comes back right like this natural hair movement like mm-hmm. it, it's always coming back even after like um like i think about like during you know black panther movement and then you know we went for a while like like eh, we're good off of that and then like now it's coming back i like to see the progression of hair and it it doesn't necessarily always have to be natural, but I think it's such a dense history of hair, um, especially in the you know um, African diaspora. And just watching that is just like it's really cool because you it it says so much about the times. Every time, like it's like oh you knew this and this was going on because this is how people was dressing and looking and wearing their hair. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's a beautiful journey of, you know, black, white, colorful. It's a very colorful path. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I had a question about, and you talked a little bit about it. I mean, but if you want to add more, mm-hmm. um, where did your passion for hair and health come from? Is it like a personal journey you were going through as well or... Well, yeah, so as far as, like, with how, you know, some people in my family didn't really respect it, Mm -hmm. and, like, it's actually something, I didn't even tell my dad I was going to cosmetology school, Um, because people don't, they they just think it's just doing hair, like, I remember when he came to my graduation, and then he was like, oh, you guys have classes, and I was like, dad, do you really think, like, it's just, we're just doing hair, you got you're dealing with people, you know, you, there's sanitation, there's, you know, there's the anatomy and physiology that you need to learn there's different aspects of it that you really need to understand but even there were certain things that I didn't know Mm -hmm. but um because I had that pressure from my family and them not really respecting it I wanted to be more than just a hairstylist you know I wanted to be that person that you know my customers needed and and not until I would say when I started working in Brooklyn 
I was assisting um, near the Barclays Center. Mm-hmm. Um, the owner had mentioned about trichology, and I really did. We touched it in cosmetology school, but it didn't really stick with me like it did then. And trichology is the study of hair and scalp disorders. Okay. And um, then that was 2000, 2000. So, okay, so I finished school. Let's see, wait. Finished college 2014, and I started. So, yeah, so my graduation was that following April. Mm-hmm. So I ended up starting um, trichology school with NTTI in Stockbridge, Georgia. And um, I was going there, like, every few months, do training. It, it was, like, real intense training for, like, a little bit over a year. And that that whole experience made me look at hair completely differently. Yeah. Because people really, like, your hair, it really tells a lot. You know what I mean? It, it, it really tells a story. It tells how, how are you treating your body. Um, most times, too, when you're experiencing some form of hair loss, it's either some form of mechanical damage, like damage that's been due to, it could be a professional and not so professional from, like, you know, the tools that she's using, maybe the chemicals that she's overusing. Um, it's either that, but the other thing is that it's an internal issue. And most times when we have an issue, it shows on our hair, you know, and wow. you know, anything shows on our, our skin, our mm-hmm. scalp, certain things are like literally what you put in comes out. And I was so fascinated by that. I was like, wow. I remember my educator telling me, I think I believe, I'm not sure exactly who it was, but she had a client and she washed her hair mm-hmm. and it just started to peel off. And she, like, she said she started to feel dizzy because she felt like, you know, she wasn't sure what happened, you know. But it comes to find out she was she was um, going through chemotherapy at the time, but she didn't let her know. So I'm not sure exactly if she was, maybe she didn't visit her in a while and didn't know. Because sometimes when, most times when my clients are experiencing something or something is off about their body, depending on how many, how often I'm seeing them, I know something is, is off. Yeah. Or something, something is different. Whether it's your, whether you're pregnant, whether it's some kind of changes in your diet, whether you're stressed, um, or some kind of sickness. Yeah. You know, I might not be able to point the exact sickness out, but I know that usually I know there's something, something's different about your hair. There's something different, and most times it requires a doctor's visit. Wow. Most times, yeah, but yeah. So it's 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 really fascinating. One of um my clients, she had. It was, uh, she had her first, yeah, it was her first child, and right after, I think it was like, I don't, there maybe like, I don't know, six, seven months apart, she had another one, but before she had her second one, I said, there's something different about your hair, something different, and she was pregnant, but she just, she had no clue, because she just had her first one, and, you know, it's, it's just so fascinating how the body responds to, you know, certain changes, you know, whether yeah. it's hormonal, you know? really fascinating so but my focus is more so prevention i want to keep you from reaching that point you know and yeah yeah but you know the body that our the environment that we're in like there's so many different things that really play a part in in with our hair and mm-hmm. although it might just be hair to someone it's a lot more because it's 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 telling a story not just what people are seeing on your head but what what lives within 
Wow. Yeah. That's so that's so profound because I I just think that so many people don't even get a chance to study their hair in that way and look at it that way. You know, um, yeah, there's something else. That is, I mean, it's making me think like, oh my goodness, like, I just want to be more attuned to my hair and like what's going on with it and like what it may be saying to me. Like, um, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so important to be in tune with your body. I'm about to get a mind. consultation after this, girl, because <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, like I would, yeah, we're going to chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, you natural here, by the way, too. It thank you. Great. Thank you. Oh, I've been trying, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> I've been trying. Um, so, yeah, I was going to ask. How has your experiences thus far in your life affected who you are today? Not just as a hairstylist, but like, just like, yeah, overall. Overall, like, like my experiences, um, how has it affected me as a person? Oh, I would, I would say, I am, I don't know if this is just my nature, but I'm super humble. Mm -hmm. Um, with anything in life I feel like you're always we're always a student especially well me I am I I like to explore and um, that has helped me because I'm never too good enough to learn something from from anyone you know Mm -hmm. and I feel like those those trying times because although I have like I have a good support system but nothing comes easy for me mm-hmm. and I think that that's just my journey in life and that's for me to teach people and also to kind of empathize with others on a different level and mm-hmm. just kind of you know really just be open-minded and I'm I'm happy for it I'm grateful for that even though sometimes it's like oh my gosh why can't this this experience just be smooth sailing why does it always have to be some kind of friction but it helps me um to be a better woman, you know, it, yeah. it because I have a lot of patience. Like, you know, my, my career has, has taught me so much patience, you know, as far as like with people, because honestly, I don't know if you remember. Yeah. I was gonna, school, I wasn't a people person. Well, and even before, just like, I mean, I was cool with everybody and I don't like confrontation, but yeah. it shocks me till this day that I actually, love working with people sometimes I need breaks definitely yeah I need them a lot because I've taken a lot from people but I genuinely love working with people and it helps yeah. me with my life because I'm able to hear their stories and you know um it just it allows me to have a greater appreciation for the experiences that I face whether they're high or they're low I feel you I I mean that's one of the reasons why I asked this question too because I mean, I mean, I I could have said it earlier at the, you know, um, during the interview, but I mean, for our audience, me and Misa went to high school together to School of the Arts in Rochester. And I think it's, you know, it's been some years. We graduated, what, in 2000 and 
eight, seven, <laughs> right? And, uh, you know, a lot has changed within that time, you know, like so yeah. much and like even so much with my hair and your hair, <laughs> yeah. you know, like yeah. even like how I thought about myself and my body and all of those things have changed so much and like the experience that have happened in between have really um enriched my life in so many different ways and like meeting different people from different places living in different cities and like you know it it it, i'm happy that you came on mainly because i'm like wow it's so i mean like i get to like see your journey on the internet but i really wanted you to come on and talk about it because i was very interested and i thought that it was also worth so much of other people hearing you know that too and you know getting a wealth of knowledge from you as well um but yeah it's it's been the it's things have changed so drastically since high school it's something to think about (laughs) yeah yeah that was actually when I started my natural journey I literally begged my mom for like two years but I stopped the my um thing a relaxer at like 14 and yeah. I was even more inspired by Trisha yeah Trisha I was like oh my gosh her natural hair is beautiful and it's still beautiful to this day yeah you know? so yeah that's so it I, like, I love it I love it <laughs> I have awesome. two more questions for you okay um what is a view that you may um that you may hold that is not popular among the mainstream so like it could be one it could be two views that maybe you hold that are not popular in the mainstream at this moment um i think it's a little bit more popular but i don't i'm not sure if it's as popular because it's a trend and i feel like people are just doing it because they're they see money in it Mm -hmm. but um I think what's different is that I don't really, I try not to, I focus on texture, you know, and what that texture may need. It's not so just looking, it's it's more than just the, the person's um, color of their skin, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, how can I help them with their hair journey? And I feel like a lot of people are kind of saying that they are, they're about that, you know, that whole yeah. perception. But their their practices mm-hmm. aren't you know mm-hmm. I think a lot of people just say things just because it sounds like it's the right thing to say or it sounds good Fast. you know not uh, yeah so, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah so, no I hear more, you I hear it's you more, it's more common it's common there and also I I just don't hair is not a burden for me you know that's that's mm-hmm. a, that's the main thing it's not a burden um I just and I just I believe that everyone should be welcome no matter how long their hair may take you know mm-hmm. so that even though I see it's common I don't I don't feel like it is yeah and I love that you um you often and in, in talking about how you know inclusive your work is um for every at texture um I think that is so important because you always also like post your clients and like people get to see that as well right like yeah and and hearing you talk about that it is it's this woman um who is on tiktok and she is a white woman but she has actually 
um, kind of kinky hair and it's it's really tight curls and um, she like has been making videos of her journey learning more about products that work for her because she never knew and every day her hair is like changing in a way that's good you know and she's like oh I feel so much better and it's like it's so it's something to see when people feel like um they finally can see themselves in the light they wanted to and I know that's probably a feeling that you love for your clients to have you know um right no matter their ethnic background or um where they come from and I that is dope for sure yeah yeah because it's all it's all about like really at the end of the day it's it's more so about what product works for this texture you know because what you're going to use on someone with extremely fine hair you're not going to use with someone with extremely coarse hair that might suck up product you know Mm -hmm. what I mean because you know so it's it's all about really just understanding what works for me um from what doesn't you know, and that's that's another reason why I try to listen to my clients when it comes to their curly products, because I like to use my own stuff. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to their products and for liability issues as well, but when it comes to curl products, um, I tend to listen to their voices because it's a process to find curl defining creams. Mm-hmm. You know, like certain things. You and and most times they know they know what works from what doesn't work. But sometimes I'm like, all right, well, let me recommend this. You know, this might work, and then. But most times I really try to listen to them when it comes to um, the natural styling and the, the products that they like to use. Because mm-hmm. some of them just, some you could you could have a similar texture to someone and what's working for them may not work for you. Facts. So. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I know that from experience. <laughs> like of going on YouTube and being like, somebody's like, yes, this is great for blah, blah, blah. And then I like, use it and I'm like this is not great for me (laughs) and I'm still trying to like figure out this whole thing also around um the 4c and the 4b and the 4a and the 3c and I'm like this is a lot to take in (laughs) I I honestly don't even follow that like it's yeah and it's just way too much I'm like listen you have fine you have straight you have wavy you have curly you know yeah I just look at it like that very simple for me yeah you feel like the whole like categorizing system like that is too complicated yeah it's just too i just feel like it's just a way to pull people in to buy more products Mm. that's just how i feel i'm so happy you said that (laughs) and i think people will (laughs) love to hear that but i honestly feel like it's just all about everything is about marketing you know yeah most naturals they will buy everything on the shelf trying to figure everything out yeah seeing what i think that's the worst thing that you can do if you're gonna if you're literally if you're a natural woman right or a natural mm-hmm. hair anyway guy girl instead of buying everything just buy one or two see what works because when you're buying everything on the shelf you don't even know what's working from what's not working and most times that usually causes shedding i've noticed personally mm. um it causes shedding and you don't know which products to eliminate because you're you're using the whole shelf yeah i mean like i love like this new age of like youtube videos and tutorials but also yes that comes into play when somebody who's also trying to figure out their hair journey you're on the journey with them and you're trying to put stuff in your hair so i think it's so important 
for people to hear you, a licensed cosmetologist, say, hey, that whole categorizing system of all these letters and numbers are is pretty complicated. And like, also be careful in putting everything in your hair. <laughs> no, that's yeah. so important. Like, oh my goodness. Yes, we needed to hear that. <laughs> Simply Misa. Simply Hair by Misa. She sticks with what works and just, you know, if it's not broke, no. Yes, that's what I'm talking <laughs> we'll about. Need to fix it. Um, and this is going to be our last question. Um, if you could give the world some advice, what would it be? Okay, I feel like um, I would say to be unapologetically yourself, Mm. no matter if that looks different from another person. I feel like you should, especially during this time now, listen to yourself, listen to what your body needs, what you feel like is right for yourself, because we are so brainwashed from the things that we're watching, from, you know, from the media, from how we should live our life that most of us don't get a chance to live because we're so busy following how we feel that we should live mm. according to society. And I am, I go against that all the way. It's some, and it's, it's hard. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's definitely hard. And sometimes I feel like, I don't know if that's just my path and, that is the the journey that I need to experience in order for people to understand. But no matter how hard it is, I just feel like I want to live my life for me. And I feel like everyone should have that chance to do that. I don't Mm -hmm. feel like you should do things just because it, you know, just because it sounds right or, you know, or you want to do this for your mother, your father, your grandmother, whoever, like you should for you. I feel like that is, that's so important. And I don't know what that that life is to not live for yourself, you know, mm. and Drew, and to live how your what your heart truly desires. And I feel like everyone should have that opportunity, even if it's even if you I don't know. Sometimes people sacrifice for many different reasons, but at least if you try, you know, mm-hmm. I think that that everyone should have that chance to do so. Word, I totally agree. I totally agree. Let that sink in, people. Let that sink in for a moment there, okay? (laughs) Um, I first and foremost just want to thank you so much for coming on. Like, I'm very excited about this interview. And I also want you to share all your social medias and informations with the people. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, IG is hair by Misa. That is H A I R by B Y M I S A. Hair by Misa. And that's like Lisa, but with an M. I always say that. Yes. Um, and then also my website is www.hairbymisa.com. Once again, that's H A I R B Y M I S A.com. Yes. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you. This was the bomb. I hope that you all were able to learn something new today and that, like, you don't feel so alone in your hair journey. Like, because, like, there's people out there like Misa who can help you for sure. And I'm definitely getting a consultation after this. So, yes. (laughs) 
until next time, people, we will see you at the Blacker the Berry podcast. Sending you love um, and mad good energy. So have a good day, y'all. Peace out.